0: Shut
1: up, and sit down. Alright, well, welcome to the new Utah. We'll, uh, we'll see how this works. Our first podcast as a group. Uh... But not
0: our first podcast in our podcast collective histories. Absolutely not. There are many podcasts under our collective belts. Josh, would you say there are a plethora of podcasts? Senor happy? I would say there are a plethora. <laughs> so let's introduce ourselves. We'll start with Josh. Hi, my name is Josh Butterfield, better known as actors you've seen on TV. No, <laughs> uh, not really. Um, I'm Josh Butterfield, the and I'm a asked... swede. And I'll tell you why I am an authority on Utah and all the things independent and that this podcast is about. So first of all, um, I have co-owned a board game design company called Touch Paper Press, in which we designed the board games, um, marketed them, sold them, kickstarted them, the whole shebang, um, which went pretty well. Um, I'm a licensed real estate agent. I have written or co-written about five different comics. And I've also um, co-written a script, which is, you know, pretty good, but we'll never go anywhere. So just trust me, it's maybe the best script you've never read. Um, additionally, what?
1: I'm just saying, if you want to keep going and talk about yourself for five minutes. I kinda because kind of do. There are four other people in the room that would like to be introduced.
0: Anyway, I know what it's like to start a business and beat all indie in Utah. Fine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy, why don't we
2: let you Kay. go next?
0: I'll have my 30 seconds of fame. I'm
2: Jeremy in Utah, but not Utes. Uh I co-owner with Josh on the board games. So I've done board games, I've done comic books, um, live in Utah and know about Utah. So hey, there you have it. Jessica, Good. you're up.
3: Awesome. My name is Jessica, and I'm an expert on Utah because I know the restaurants, I know the events going on, people always come to me for suggestions. That is what I will add.
1: We also have Bree with us, special oh, guest.
3: Um I've
2: been
0: told that I've been invited because I have an opinion apparently All right, about everything.
1: It is a good opinion. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and we it. And We're she cured. is a Utah native, born, bred and raised in... and
0: a non-LDS Utah
1: native. She is a Catholic Utah. So that happy. is She's a unique unique yeah. perspective indeed. First Catholic church, the first time I ever went to Catholic church an event and they served wine and beer. That was my kind of church. You can't beat that. (laughs) So host, lest we forget, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, My name's Chris. Uh, I've been a resident of Utah for a long time. I've traveled the country, been to almost every state, and I wouldn't dream of living in any other place. I am a small business owner uh, focusing locally uh, here in Utah with local restaurants and retail vendors.
0: Rock on with
1: your socks on. So, a little bit about the podcast. This is our first one. It's going to sound rough. I'm going to have to keep Josh in line so he doesn't talk about himself for 30 minutes. It's Uh, it's going to be rough. You'll have your day. (laughs) Good luck. Good luck, guys. But ultimately, at the end of the day, we want to talk about things going on in Utah businesses trying to get off the ground, things that you need to support and see. We'll talk about the weird, we'll talk about the fun. Talk about the Utah you didn't know existed. The unique.
3: Embracing stereotypes.
1: We're not all just a bunch of Mormon cultists who don't drink beer and ignore caffeine.
3: Just most of them. (laughs) I already established that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks,
0: (laughs) Brie. Okay. Like the cheese. Well, you know. Only better.
1: So, we're going to start today uh, with uh, kickstarting in Utah. Uh, Each week, we're going to try and talk about. A Kickstarter run by a local Utah business or resident that we think you should pay attention to. um, So for those who don't know what
2: a Kickstarter is, just give us a quick rundown. Yeah, so
1: Kickstarter is a type of funding site. So way back in the days of the 80s and 90s where most of us grew up, if you wanted to start a business and get some money and some capital to get things done, it was very, very difficult. You had to have a huge plan. You had to kind of work out of your garage for a long time. And getting any kind of investment was really hard. Now in the days of the interwebs, there are sites like GoFundMe and Kickstarter. Crowdfunding. Which is called crowdfunding. crowdfunding. So you can put up your idea, post up, uh, you know, usually you have some sort of pilot item or prototype. And you can get people to back you. And you provide them rewards for backing you. Usually the product that you're trying to get out there. Which, what what makes
2: us officials, aficionados in Kickstarter is yes. we've had successful... K- Kickstarters ourselves with our board games, comic books, so, so we're a little bit of an expert in such things.
0: Yeah, in fact, um, for a short period of time, Jeremy and I were part of a Kickstarter specifically designed, I'm sorry, a podcast specifically about Kickstarter. We would review um, uh, crazy Kickstarters, good Kickstarters, bad Kickstarters. Everything in between. And everything in between, and we kind of tore them to shreds just a little bit in a very, very polite
1: way. Sometimes. 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 Sometimes, which brings
2: us to this week's Kickstarter, <laughs> Josh, take it away. So, thank you. You're welcome.
0: <laughs> this is Josh Butterfield, your eye in the sky. Recording I'm, live, you know, recording live-ish. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit, and as as was mentioned previously, we really want to focus on Kickstarters from Utah or about Utah or you know something like that because there's not a lot of them right now. And uh, we just, which is
1: a rarity, honestly. There's usually quite a few Utah companies putting stuff out there. There's actually been um, some really cool, unique things
2: come from Utah where they've made a lot of money. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, but we're
0: going to talk tonight about Salt City Strangers, which is a comic book written by Chris Hoffmangler Hoffman. We invite you to go out and check out his Kickstarter. Um, and this is number five, so he has successfully Kickstarted four previous issues of Salt City Strangers, and it's kind of a cool premise, um, and it's it's a pretty fun Kickstarter, and he and Chris typically does some pretty daring and innovative things with his Kickstarters around stretch goals and um, also add-in pledge levels, so he, he typically kind of goes all out on his Kickstarters, and he has a good track record for delivering on his commitments and when it comes to Kickstarter that is That's a key. huge deal like a mediocre product that someone is eventually going to get is a lot more powerful than the hypothetical super dream product that no one was ever planning on actually well, there's been the
2: there's been a few Kickstarters that have made nearly millions mm-hmm. and then they didn't deliver afterwards right so yeah. and
1: you yeah. know I've c- been part of some of those it's not fun to watch people Take money and not deliver anything.
0: No, and then they explain to you how the cost went over while they're on their hiatus trip to, you know, where Italy, enjoying Italy, you know, yeah, and it's like money. I'm just doing some business research, but but that is not Chris Hoffman. But the point is, the yes, point all is,
2: Chris is he has fulfilled all previous four,
0: and no reason to think he's not going to fulfill number five. And he's got a pretty cool business model. We've actually we've actually uh, interviewed him previously. And he's got a pretty cool business model in which he does all the work in advance. Um, and Which is smart. A lot of guys,
2: they put they put time and effort into it. And then the thought of, well, if it funds, then I'll actually do
0: the work. And right. But he's, he's good. He's solid. So,
2: so we can
1: promise if you do back this Kickstarter, which we suggest, that um, you'll definitely get your product. And the comics are well worth it. The, the comics are, like they said, a local Utah comic. It's about local Utah superheroes. So if you want to know a little bit more about the weirdness of Utah, it's a great comic book to read. There's characters like the gull, which that's Utah's state bird, is the California seagull. makes a whole lot of sense. It's Golden Spike. He's the...
3: (laughs) California.
0: We're close, right? If he falls into the ocean, we're California. Before we go any further on this, though, hurry. Go out five days. He's got five days left. You can look at his sweet little cherubic face, and you can give it a little pinch, but pinch it with your five dollar bills, ladies and gentlemen. He's at six hundred and four dollars, so he's got about four hundred dollars to go. So doable, doable. I mean, doable if he's aggressive. There's typically a little uptick in um, pledges at the last minute as people, you know, start clamoring out of the woodwork to uh, make it all happen. Okay, so that's uh, saucy strangers number five. Go check it out. Check it out.
1: All right. So now it's time to move on to Utah news. Uh, so each week we want to provide you with news stories, events, things that are happening here in Utah that you might not expect or that we find a little uh, off-putting sometimes or things that we really like. Uh, this but stuff
0: that typically just doesn't make it outside of our borders. Or if it does, it's not... It's, it's
2: not, not in the correct light. Not in the
1: correct light. <laughs> And one thing you might not know about Utah, and Salt Lake City in particular, is it has one of the biggest, most thriving LGBTQ communities out there. This weekend is the annual Pride Festival, and I'm going to let Jess talk a little bit about the Pride Festival. It's it's quite the event. Give it to us. Great.
2: Great.
3: <laughs> or not. Oh, I see what you did there.
0: Jeremy, that is really funny. About.
3: Good job. Uh, not only does it have one of the largest LGBTQ communities, it also has one of the largest pride parades in the entire country, which is this Sunday. Uh, pride Festival starts on Friday. Uh, you can go to UtahPrideFestival.org for tickets. Tickets are cheaper if you buy them ahead of time. They're about $10 a day, $12 at the door. There are fancy packages if you want to go to any of the any of the meat any of the uh, really fancy uh, like grand marshal dinners. Um, they also have a brunch that they're doing. Uh, so the opening ceremonies are Friday at City Hall uh, downtown from 7 to 10 p.m. and they'll just have a bunch of events on both of the stages. There's food vendors set up. There's a bunch of uh, just basic clothing vendors, artists, Uh, the parade is on Sunday, it starts at 10 o'clock, this year it is going backwards from where it normally goes, it usually starts on 4th East and works its way to West Temple on 2nd South, and this year it's starting on 2nd South and West Temple and going to 4th East. So what makes
0: Salt Lake City's Pride Festival and Parade, what makes it so distinct from the rest of the world? or from the rest of the country, what is unique about it? Because we know it's a big deal here, but how would we how would we explain that to someone? Like, we see how much goes into it and how many people are participating, but how do we translate that to someone who might not, kind of, who isn't on well, the ground? I it? believe it's the stereotypes of Utah.
3: Sure. And I, this year it's a little bit difficult. There's a lot of people in the community that are talking about how it's becoming really corporate which a lot of other prides are so unfortunately it's leaning that way i mean you kind of have to go where the money is and that's what's happening this year i think something that makes our pride unique is really the people that live here in utah we have an amazing lgbtq community it is phenomenal and i think that and then i mean it's on a sunday to see uh people in the parade like um the mormons um what's the name of the group Is that the mom's one? Um, It's just the families that support their Mormon kids. And that is generally one of the largest entries in the parade. And it's a good reason to skip church. It is a great (laughs) reason to skip church. Um, It's just a fun parade all around. I mean... It's great for families. I know that
1: sounds weird. When you think of a pride parade, you think of a bunch of, of... flamboyantly dressed men walking around with no clothes on. They're
3: in Speedos. Yeah, no, I mean, that happens. there yeah. is
1: that. But the, the Pride Festival and the parade, it's much more than that in the state of Utah. It's really a time for a community to get behind this, this group of outcasts in a state where laws are written specifically to discriminate against them. You know, the whole gay marriage in the country... A lot of that push came from Utah writing a constitutional amendment. to hate that the Supreme Court is now struck down. So Utah actually kind of paved the way in its own backwards way to get gays the ability wasn't, to to marry. Wasn't Utah the second state to allow gay marriage? Second uh, third? It was. It was more. It was further down the line more than further? that. Um, but it was one of the first that had open laws on the books against it that had to repeal Board them Trump, and allow, yeah. allow gay marriage. Them. And it really kind of set a, a standard. So this is a time to, to really allow that community to have the support of those around it.
3: Don't worry, that's just the dog. Yeah. Um, Mister, um, Mr. Mister Pickles,
1: Pickles, who is
0: normally silent, has decided to break out every noise he can today. Uh, he's professional. <laughs> really, yeah. Truly, truly professional. He's some in, inside sneezes. I
1: think if we quiet down, we can just watch what's going on. You can't watch on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just picture a really fat black pug with a bow tie on, and you got Mr. Pickles, and apparently he's having a hard time breathing because uh, he's a pug. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> He's now, I think, asleep. He just had a little little fit there. So we'll talk a little bit more about the Pride Festival before we move on. There's some notable guests that will be at Pride this year.
3: Uh, Belinda Carlisle. Go-Go's fame. Heaven Ooh. is a place
1: Heaven on Earth.
3: Place on Earth. Oh, baby. Heaven is a place Ooh, Do you know what that's uh. worth? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they'll also have Miss City Weekly will be there. Salt Lake Men's Choir. Uh, there's going to be a slam poetry competition. They're so much fun. Uh, yeah, they're so. pretty much amazing. There's going to be some great panels that will be at the library and the Leonardo mm-hmm. as well. So that's Friday through Sunday afternoon.
0: So if you're curious and you want to find out
1: more... And the, um, the parade's free, is it not?
3: Yeah, the parade's free. Again, it's going in reverse. It's still on 2nd South. Still goes from West Temple to 4th East.
1: What's the time of the parade?
3: Starts at 10. I highly suggest getting there.
1: People camp out for this thing in the, morning. the night before. They sleep on the street in tents a lot of times uh, to see this parade and get a good spot. So
3: It does get super packed. That is true.
1: All right, so uh, thank you, Utah's LGBTQ community. Uh, There is another event going on this weekend. There's actually two more events going on this weekend that we'll touch (laughs) on quickly. Uh, The first is Salt Lake Gaming Con. Some interesting news. Uh, For those of you that don't know Salt Lake Gaming Con, this is the second annual convention. Um, Salt Lake is one of the gaming capitals of the country, uh, if not the world. We have a lot of geeks here that love our games Uh, As you know from the podcasters in this room, uh, they make games as well as play them. Um, And it's just a cool event this weekend going on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the 2nd through the 4th at the Southtown Expo Center. Uh, All sorts of game designers, software companies, a lot of local software companies will be there that produce games um, for Xbox, for PlayStation, (laughs) Uh, a lot of board games, a lot of tournaments, Magic: The Gathering, all sorts of Dungeons right. and Dragons, the video game The largest Twister game.
0: Oh yeah, I heard about that.
1: They're trying to break some records with the Twister game that they're doing. Free-pee. Free-pee. <laughs> so, um,
0: I plan on just showing up in a speedo and like looped up and like <laughs> ready free- <sighs> free-
1: for some Twister. What are you one cool thing about Salt Lake Gaming Con is they now have the backing and the support of Salt Lake Comic Con. The Salt Lake Comic Con guys have decided to buy in and, and they now are half partners, 50-50 partners in the Salt Lake Gaming Con. So that should promise to bring quite a bit more stuff uh, to the Gaming Con, not only this year, but in, in years coming. So do they have any special guests? or They do have some special guests. Uh, I think... Bigger than the guests are probably the companies that will be representing themselves there. Right. Microsoft, PlayStation, um, Asmodee Software, Fantasy Flight Games will be there.
0: Asmodee and Fantasy Flight are also huge board game design companies. Fantasy Flight is the probably the single biggest Ameritrash um, board game uh, manufacturer. And they're, they're great games.
1: Yeah, absolutely,
0: absolutely. Then so, in fact, if I if you don't mind me jumping in, oh, host of all hosts, the host with the most. Um, we we in Utah are known as and have been called the geek capital of America, and we're so much geeks that we have multiple gaming cons. So there's the gaming convention which is going on this weekend. There's also a, a really cool board game convention called SaltCon. Yeah, yeah and SaltCon it is, is great. it hosts. Over a thousand people playing board games for three straight days. For three straight days, and it is anyway. I know that's not what we're talking about. And they're a lot of
1: fun. Those board games are fantastic, and they play everything from shoots and ladders to games you probably have never heard of and won't see again after that con. Right, a lot of games that come from Kickstarters. uh, So a lot lot of of play
2: testing too. A lot
1: of play testing, and they always. So I know we're not
0: talking about SaltCon, but I will say. Another cool thing that SaltCon does is it will give away the Ion Award, which is a small, unpublished game award for up-and-coming, um, you know, board game designers. It's really cool, and those people that win the Ion Award typically go on to turn around and sell their board game to a major manufacturer. Did Bring Out Your Dead win? Bring Out Your Dead won. There's so many great games that have yeah. won. Um, it's pretty impressive. So, but. The reason I wanted to talk about it at the same time is because the focus is a little bit different. This gaming con is going to have a lot of computer games, and they will have board games in pretty much pretty much every type of game, but the focus is is going to be primarily, I think, board Smash games. Smash Brothers tournaments. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, Overwatch tournaments, which is a new game that's out uh, on all the different consoles and PC. So they'll have a lot of those types of tournaments. There. So
2: give us the when and where.
1: So it's this weekend, uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at the Southtown Expo Center. Uh, you can get tickets online. You can get them at the door. It's just saltlakegamingcon.com uh, for more information.
2: Do you have the, Are they listing the price of the tickets?
1: Uh, I don't know. Let me go look. Buy tickets now. <laughs> <laughs> also, just, just a note, if you did purchase uh, Salt Lake Comic Con tickets in advance, with their additional uh, support of Salt Lake Gaming Con, you will get a free Thursday pass. Uh, they have really a couple different ticket prices. Uh, Three-day general admission is $30 uh, for a, a gamer pass, which gets you entries into uh, most of the tournaments and whatnot. That's $50. That's an amazing price for three days of playing games. That you, is. I mean, you can't go to the movie with two people for 50 bucks anymore. So. Well, not if you want popcorn Well, a lot of the Coke. conventions are in the hundreds
2: or the candy for multiple
1: days. On. Yeah, so... I mean, even even Salt Lake Comic Con, a three day pass for there is more than fifty bucks, so yeah, significantly more. Uh, and, and in this one, you get to actually participate in everything, not just sit in lines the whole time. I'll so. drink to that. <laughs> uh, one other event going on this weekend um, that is is really really cool. I'll let Jess talk about this. Is the Taste Masters going on? Thursday and Friday down at the Galvan Center this week. I've actually been to one of these. They're fantastic, but I'll let Jess get a little bit more info Ooh. on it.
0: But before she does, this is such a cool thing because people don't realize the melting pot that is the Salt Lake City um, cuisine. We have, and I've eaten, believe me, I'm a big eater. I'm a gourmand. <laughs> and every time I go out of town, the first thing I do is I scan around to find the place I want to eat. We have, in my mind, The best Indian food, the best Vietnamese food, and not just pho, but I'm talking full-on Vietnamese cuisine around town, and some of the best seafood around, and Italian dining downtown, fantastic. So, anyway, this... Plus our local brew pubs. Oh, we've got some of the best brew pubs. Go up to Park City. That's going to be... That that, that needs its own episode, but anyway. I agree. Ooh.
3: (laughs) Take it away, (laughs) Jess. Sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) No... Uh, Salt Lake Magazine is the host of Taste Masters, Taste Masters 2016. It's held down at the Galvin Center on Thursday and Friday from 5 to 10 p.m. You can go online and get your tickets. It's amazing because they have two different ticket prices. There's your general admission, that's $30, that gets you to all but about eight restaurants, then there's the eighty-five dollar VIP. That gets you into the VIP tent that has Sugar House Distillery, the Wild Rose, uh, Del Mar a Lago, some of the fancier ones, and then with the $30 you get things like Carver's Ritual Chocolate Stone Ground, Cafe Molise, Squatters, The New Yorker. So you still have an amazing selection of Utah Utah's own. I mean
1: my mouth it is watering. I know, right? So the cool thing about this event is it's not it's not go and get a, a big meal from one of these restaurants. It's go and try what they have to offer. So they'll cart out some of their best cuisine that they can make in smaller bite-sized portions. Um, it's like sample day at Sam's Club.
3: <laughs> Saturdays. Kicked
1: way up. It's, it's a fantastic event. Uh, a lot of times, uh, Salt Lake does these a, a few different times a year, uh, not just Taste Masters, but Dine Around does some of this sort of stuff. It's a really good way for a very cheap price to get exposure to some restaurants that you may not just want to walk into in Salt Lake, but then you can start to see, oh boy, this, this restaurant, GR Kitchen, I didn't even know existed, and it's freaking fantastic to so build your own Greek food. Some, some of
0: these are pretty expensive places, too. Wow. So if you If you get a chance to get in and just nibble at some of their best stuff, and you can sit and, and then... So, here's some a benefit, right? Now I can tell my friends, "Yeah, I ate there. It was pretty good. I mean, it's no big deal. Like I it at Ruth's Chris and the New Yorker, the,
1: pie
3: and the Wild Zarrows. Rose. <laughs>
1: it's not no, even a thing. Don't worry about it. That place is like uh, you know, a hundred dollars for two people. I ate there, plenty. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, there's a lot of stuff going on this weekend, and that's the great thing about Utah and Salt Lake. There's always tons of things uh, going on in the state of Utah for you to do, especially in the summertime. We like to get out around here. Uh, The summer concert series, the Twilight series, should be kicking up. Uh, The Farmer's Market downtown is always great on the weekends.
0: I love our Farmer's Market. They've got real
1: farmers.
3: We do. And a like, not, like,
0: not the farmers that come in a can. <laughs> you no. in a factory downtown. No, you can,
1: you can buy them.
2: <laughs> what New York! <laughs>
1: Millions of peaches. Peaches for me. But there is something else that came up in They're the news crazy. in the last couple of days, and this kind of explains some of the weirdness of Utah. So one of the things that's happened recently, there was an apartment complex here in Salt Lake City, Uh, that decided to change their tenancy agreement to require their tenants to get on Facebook. So create an account. Create an account if they didn't have one. Frame the apartment complex uh, and like them.
0: This is definitely not a friends with benefits situation right here. No.
1: Well, then tell us what happens if they don't like them. If they don't like them, they will be evicted for being in violation of their (laughs) lease agreement. So did they, can you just open in
3: the middle of a, lease
1: agreement, add something onto it? Well, from what the the reports read, um, some of the tenants already have signed it as just a page in their lease agreement. This is another, just a little friendly reminder. Read things that you sign, folks. Some of them are ludicrous. I don't think this will hold up in court. I don't think that the apartment complex can really enforce this. But read crap before you sign it. Others were provided with a tenancy addendum uh, that they were required to sign. The problem is a lot of times when you're in an apartment, when you're in a situation like that, you just sign what they give you because you don't want to get kicked out. Almost
0: every time, quite honestly.
1: But to a lot of people, this is an invasion of privacy. There are still people out there, folks, that do not have Facebook accounts. There's people that don't have computers,
0: believe
2: it or not.
1: You would think they would at least try to
0: meet people halfway and have like a MySpace account.
3: I (laughs) I know I just got hacked. Just
1: so you know. Just go ahead. <laughs> nice. well, the problem with the MySpace account is they would have to like sing some really crappy song that they made up and make eight
3: favorites. Yeah, favorites.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Um, so this, I mean, aside from the fact that some people just can't do this, you know, once someone's your friend on Facebook. They can actually see a lot of things. So,
0: which apartments are these so that I can drive past and, and be delighted that I no
1: longer have an apartment? I do not believe any of the news stories that I've read have the apartment complex name in them. Because you wouldn't um, want to invade their privacy. Yeah, well, probably because the news agencies point, don't want to get mobile uh, stuff. I have thought
0: about the whole your friends can see...
3: Like what you're doing. Yeah. Hey, I'm having a party tonight in my, you know, apartment. Blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, but if it's if it's a business, it doesn't work that way. You can't okay. see personal stuff on a business account.
1: Yeah, if it's a business account. Correct. So Facebook's pretty easy to set up non-business accounts and require people. Can't imagine that many apartment complexes that have 500 plus residents. Still, this is definitely
0: one of the most bizarre news things I've heard come out of Utah recently.
1: It's absolutely ludicrous. I mean, there's plenty of other things that that are going on in the state of Utah, but this was something that popped up in the last couple of days that's just absolutely ludicrous. Ah! Is
0: that the... That's really, that was the that 19, 19 minutes and 50 second chime that so, came from my so throat.
2: I'm hoping that that doesn't happen very often.
0: So, you did to have your sound effects. <laughs> I know. No, I, I think that is. Those oh, are sound
2: effects. I'm <laughs> wearing soundboard. I, sound I guess in I theory that, that is a sound effect.
0: All right. So it is my pleasure, my duty, <laughs> my call, my calling, if you will, to uh, and also my pleasure to interview Jeremy Gates. He is our local business uh, that we wanted to interview today. He runs a company called Salt City uh, Home Design, and he has for a number of years has a very successful, thriving business. Um, and I don't want to steal any of this thunder, but if I may borrow a bit of your thunder, you can have some thunder. Thank you, absolutely. One of the best years ever. Last yeah, year, last year. Right so right. busy. So congratulations. Over over ninety projects last year. That's amazing. Now, um, Jeremy, the the questions that I'm really curious about is you just decided one day you'd have enough for working for other people and you went out on your own and did it. What was harder or easier uh, about starting up your own business here in Utah that you think that other people outside may not have to deal with? Weird laws, um, special requirements, um, licensing, and what has it been like keeping that going? So let, let's just start there. So Walk us through the origin, okay. the genesis
2: of Salt so, City Home Design. So uh, I did sort of kind of decide I'd had enough. However, way back, way back when I was in college, I always knew I wanted to work for myself. So that was kind of always the goal. So it wasn't n- entirely a woke up one day and I've had enough of this. Uh, however, um, I had worked for a number of local home builders, large local home builders. And the problem I had is every time there was a shift in the economy, I was out of a job. Every time the housing economy would dip, I'm finding myself looking for another job. So I, I had actually been down um, in St. George, which is part of Utah, but working in the Nevada division for the company I was working for. So I was doing everything from Mesquite to Las
0: Vegas, and this was 2005-ish. Oh, so you do? So you've done um, Nevada and Utah. Oh yeah, Nevada, Utah, Wyoming. I'm interested Idaho. in that comparison, but please continue. Sir. Yeah,
2: so all over. Anyway, so so. So when, when the, the economy crashed or started to crash down there, and I saw it coming, okay, I moved back up here, and at the time I moved back here, that's kind of when the writing was on the wall, that, you know what, things are not looking great. Um, so I was working for a, another home builder at the time. I was their, their architectural, uh, lead architectural designer. But during that time, I thought, I've had enough. I've got to start getting ready. So in the less than year I worked for them, that was when I made the real preparation to start my own company. So one good thing about- well, wait,
0: what did you do to prep? I will
2: tell you. I'm interested. So, so what it is, I, I, all along I had done side work, uh, working for other people, finding other clients. Uh, so I, I, I really geared that up and, and started looking a lot more serious for other people. Uh, but what I did is I actually got my business license for my business. I started to put together the equipment that I would need. Uh, my home office, I got all of that lined up. So, um, and that was mm, October 2007. Is when I started all that and so by the 1st of 2008 I was uh, fully self-employed the the good thing about Utah is the good and bad I guess it's relatively easy to start a new company in Utah um, Utah does have of course as laws uh, for starting your own company but Utah is one of the easier to work with so if you're thinking of starting your own company Utah is the place to do that. So this is the place. It is the place. Do you think, Jeremy,
1: do you think that Utah is an easier place because of the heavy Republican and Conservative influence in government? I mean, that's always been kind of a platform of the Republican Party, is that small businesses should really be allowed to operate. I think that is
0: helpful.
2: However, I think it has a lot more personally to do with all of the colleges in Utah. Utah has a lot of colleges, and there's a lot of people coming out of these colleges who want to start their own business. And Utah is kind of a mecca for young upstarts coming out of college. Uh, it's also a place where a lot of larger companies have come to find employees it's because true. of all it's, the
1: colleges. It's become sort of the second Silicon Valley in a lot of ways. Yeah. If you look down in areas like Lehigh, right at the point of the mountain, the amount of growth there from from businesses coming to Utah is, is pretty impressive. Well, we
2: had Micron. I know this, I know that's going back a few years, but we had Micron. Uh, it folded, but we've had other things come We've got the huge
1: Adobe. Oh,
3: Oracle just opened, and they're yeah, or- Oracle. Oracle. So You've got uh, uh,
1: what's the, the drive, the zip drive company? Uh, I, don't I don't remember. I Big zip drive company, a whole bunch of software companies. Like we said earlier, a bunch of game developers. This
0: is but, also the mecca for call centers, which is completely irrelevant, but I'll tell you, um, Salt Lake City has a huge and thriving
1: call center environment. So I'm kind of curious, Jeremy, I mean, you said the year 2008, um, and for those of you that, that exist in the United States of America, <laughs> 2008 and 2009, from a, from a housing market standpoint, let alone a bigger economy standpoint, was, was really a, a big turning point. That's when the market really kind of crashed. And so I imagine, as an architect, I mean, it sounds like you kind of started your own business at the right time in one sense,
2: and the wrong time,
1: yeah. but the wrong time in another. So, how did that impact you? I know that you know builders that I knew at the time just completely folded, right?
3: Or in jail,
1: yeah, or in jail, right? Mm-hmm. Well, like, so so I 2008 know. was probably one
2: of, if not the very best financial year I've ever had. So the good. The good part about that is that that boosted my confidence, that got me out there, that got me rolling. 2007 was the worst year I have ever had, Uh, 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 2008, 2009, after the crash. So 2008 uh, was was an amazing year. Uh, The quantity of projects wasn't as high, but the price value was through the roof. Um, The following year, I think I did 12 projects the whole year. And you did how many last year? Last year, ninety. <laughs> uh, and then this year, we're we're almost into June. I've done forty five. So you're on track to do. So I'm on track better. to have a, to have another good. You know, no, that's not just me. I know that I've got a lot to do with that. But that's not just me. No, economy changed. Certainly.
1: Things have turned around. Things so, are better. So how did you survive? Because a lot, like we said, a lot of businesses completely failed. Yeah, right. Completely went under. How did you? managed to survive going from the biggest year you've ever had personally from a financial standpoint to i would assume 2009 was one of the hardest
2: yeah near near bankruptcy was horrible so what i guess ramen noodles and hot dogs a couple ways to look at it one is i i I had no choice i mean even if i wanted to go back even if i which there were times i thought what am i doing i think i made a huge mistake there was nobody in my field and what i did in residential there was nowhere to go. There was no jobs. And I couldn't even get a job at Walmart because I tried. But the, the, the advantage I had was I was one of the, the, the few left standing. So a lot of these home builders had, had laid off nearly their entire staff. And so what they started doing, which is, which is what's really helped me, is they, they hired people to come in and do the design work um, kind of as a contract basis. So, so I had, I had, and I still do have a number, number of home builders who, if you go to this home builder and you pick a home out of their catalog, I design the catalog, but you as the homeowner don't know that, you meet with the designer, that's me, I come into their, their model home, you sit down with me, I do the whole thing, we design your house, and out in the door, the only thing that you as the buyer don't know is I don't actually work for that home builder. I mean, I do, I'm a subcontractor, but I'm not employed by that, I only get paid by the project. And that's, that's one shift, at least in Utah. A lot of the home builders went to that as they started subbing all this out. They decided to have their own in-house architectural team. It was way too expensive. Three, four, five hundred thousand to employ, employ four or five of these guys when they can sub it out and only bring you in when they do have a project. Right.
1: So what sorts of, you know, other than the, the laws and, and how easy it is to be a business owner Did in Did you Utah, just say lies? Laws. Laws. You he's know, a girl, lawyer too. I was going to say, tell the us about lies. the lies, the, the laws that the lawyers make. Yeah, he's a lawyer, <laughs> or or sue people over. Uh, other than other than the, the legal perspective in the state of Utah, mm-hmm. what are some other things that you've experienced as a local business owner in the state of Utah um, that you can relay to others to perhaps help them sure. get off the ground? Or I, th- I think
2: in Utah, the, the community in general is really big at helping the mom and pop, in general, I think the, the community of Utah really wants to help local businesses. I, I think that's a big thing in Utah because there are so many. How do you
0: tap into that? I mean, that's 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 a cool concept. And, it, and once you say it, I go, yeah, yeah. How do I do that? Like if I started my small business today, how do I tap into that, that vein? But the, there, There's a couple of things you have to look at. One, it depends on
2: what you're doing. That makes a huge difference. What, what is your industry? What is your business? Second of all, though, for me, it's been word of mouth. I have a website. I have done, I've done what a What is flat. that website? It is saltcityhomedesigns.com. Thank you for asking. Um, <laughs> it's designs with an designs. S. Designs with an S. Salt City Home Design was a company in New York, so I couldn't get, the, uh, <laughs> I couldn't get the, the, the name. Wait, they had Salt City Home Design? Salt City Home Design was a company in New York that had the, that had the, the, the trademark, name, so I couldn't, I couldn't get it. So make sure you put the S. So I put an S designs. at the end and then I got it. Done. <laughs> <laughs> just put an S on the end of it. So it depends on what you say. do, but it's all word of mouth. So so all of the work I've had in the nearly ten years that I've been in business is word of mouth. It's it's you you get four or five people that you do a really good job for, they give your name out to other people. And it's so it's a huge word of mouth and it's being part of the community.
1: So so builders in the state of Utah they're not big national companies for the most part there's very few yeah there's really only a handful best.
2: of national builders in utah uh, most of the even the big ones in utah which i'm not going to name names are local to utah there are the handful of big national builders but it's funny because the big national builders come here and they don't do as well as they think they're going to do and i think it goes back to people want to support local i think that's got a lot to
0: do yeah, oh, but I'm Cheesecake like, oh, yeah. Factory's still around. <laughs> like, why is Macaroni Grill still a thing?
1: Okay? It's struggling. It's struggling, Macaroni Grill. Well, thank it's you really for struggling
0: that. Struggling.
1: Uh, Although Jeremy, Jeremy keeps Cheesecake Factory because they're delicious. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're, we're stunned with that comment. Everybody's silent. Oh. The uh, cheese cheesecake specific. Wait a minute, wait a stop that. No, not like the train like there, Josh. Nothing like pull out cheesecake. on the
1: They pull out and stick inside of a little fridge. You know fridge. what? You know, you can buy those at Costco and Sam's Club, right? But and then you don't have to go to the Cheesecake Factory. And stand in line for of is that really yeah. true? It, true. Is it is really true. It is 100% true. And you can get ones that have, you know, different varieties. Those paper so thingies. Yeah. I think you need to copied. reel it back in. Yeah, you're going way off topic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, Jeremy, how can so people... you have a little gnome over there. How can people get a hold of you if they're interested in having you do something mm-hmm. for them?
2: Oh, go to saltcityhomedesigns.com. You open up the website, and there's the phone number on there. Uh, there's the info page, like all uh, websites have. Fill out the little form and tell me what you want.
0: Or just call me. That's the big thing. Call. Can, yeah. they, can they just drive down the street and with the window open and,
1: and call your name? Will you be listening? I will. What if they want to see your work? Because you're just a crappy podcaster on your first podcast ah, right. about the Utah. And we're interviewing you because you're one of us, and you do run a business of your own. But how how do people know that you're good what are some of the things that you've had featured oh the
0: Eiffel well, Tower he have been, t- <laughs> yeah,
3: been in the Parade of Homes I've been in the
2: Parade Homes about six different times Yeah, in his uh, ten years in my ten, ten years, years yep so. yep. so so if you go to the Utah Valley Parade of Homes I've been in there twice Salt Lake Valley or Salt Lake Parade of Homes I've been in there three times St. George Parade of Homes uh, and then Mesquite so uh, yeah I've got different Parade of Homes if you just google Salt City Home Designs it, it should bring up a number of things that's cool, so you've had a parade of Parade of Homes. Parade of Parade of Homes.
1: So you yeah, have quite the extensive portfolio.
2: And, and, and the, the thing is, is uh, when I first started the business, all I wanted to do was new construction. After that first year, I decided, no, I'm gonna do pretty much anything. So if it has to do with residential. No job gigi- too big, no gigi- job prints, too small. Yeah, so I've done decks, I've done gazebos, and I've done multi-million dollar homes in Park City.
1: Well, fantastic, Jeremy. Thanks. You are welcome. And thank everyone else for listening. This Woo, has been a, good job, uh, guys. a fun first experience, and I, I hope you guys all enjoyed it. Uh, we will try to get these out about once a week. Um, as we start off, that may not be all that entirely possible, but uh, we're going to kind of play this thing by ear. And, and, and the equipment will change. improve, the format will improve, so stick
0: with us. Yeah, and, and for heaven's sakes, if you have feedback for us... Um, we're going to give you a mechanism that you can actually get it to us. That doesn't exist right now, but we'd love to hear we can from pretend you. Pretend it does. We can. So, well, please. It does exist? Actually. It does
3: exist. We are on Facebook and as the New Utah Podcast and Twitter as TNU Podcast.
0: I love Jess being at this. Yay, Thank you. I forgot we did those, but yes. Okay, so <laughs> if you have feedback, go to our Facebook or our Twitter, The New Utah Podcast. Like and